Welcome back to Bedknobs and Broomflakes, the podcast that talks about witches, men, witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and just about everything. We talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals as our favorite familiars uh, some, t- some years. Um, and, in the beginning. Uh, we, <laughs> there was a time. Uh, and we talk about witches in history occasionally as well. Uh, sorry, this show will include spoilers. You've been warned. Uh, and of course today we are, uh, coming back to Sabrina. I'm sorry, but the, the last one was just way too jam packed with stuff to, uh, talk about. And, uh, we ended up in another two parter. So I am still Linda. You could still call me the cheese, although I'm still a voracious slut. And my name is Jane, and I am definitely not a coal miner's daughter. Oh. See, I told you it was bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best I come up with. <laughs> some of these are done on the fly. Some of these are like, I'm going to make a groaner. That's right. Oh, God, I forgot you had a soundboard. <laughs> oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, decided it didn't want to play for me. On my side, but hey, I'll oh, figure I heard it. Out it. Someday. I heard it. Don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> I hope it was the right one. <laughs> oh, you Lord. mean it wasn't the play me off Johnny music? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was the right one. It was the right oh, one. Don't worry. Oh, oh God, boy. So yeah, my husband got me a a really awesome soundboard here. Uh, well, it's like a um. Uh, roadcaster so it's like a soundboard mixer and uh it's just a it's an awesome shiny new toy and i'm obviously having fun with it but i'm also figuring it out but um i did not read the manual because only wimps read the manual um (laughs) it's just sally puts all of her manuals down (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh yeah wimps (laughs) Wimps, that's right. Wimps. <laughs> Setting up and maintaining your stereo. <laughs> Ooh, this looks great. <laughs> Thrilling. So, yes, welcome back to uh, Bed Nubs and Broomflakes. Uh, last week, or last episode, we talked about uh, the seventh episode, which was uh, Feast of Feasts. And tonight we are talking about uh, the eighth episode, The Burial. Um, but before we move on to it, I have to, um, oh, I, I, I was kicking myself in the ass later after recording the other one because I realized I forgot to talk about my second favorite quote in the entire episode. <laughs> Um, she also told me this way before she like she totally she yes. texted me in the middle of the episode going like jane and i'm like yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> it's just something that made me laugh out loud and um it's uh one of those fantastic moments where um our hero question mark uh the the uh protagonist question mark of the story uh doesn't seem as bright as she would think of uh she would think she is um so it's it's the part where prudence is talking to um all of uh sabrina's friends and harvey uh about uh susie's ancestor dorothea and uh, then she's talking uh, about Harvey's family, and she says, "What did you say your name was? Or your what did you say your family name was?" And Sabrina says, "As as Harvey's saying, uh, Kinkle." Uh, Sabrina's going, Harvey. <laughs> I feel like she wasn't being completely derpy. I think she realized that there's probably something really bad coming up. So, because Curtis is always one step ahead. I don't know. I don't think so. I I think Sabrina was honestly thinking like his his family name is Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) He's Harvey Harvey. Oh man, I wonder if she thought there was like some Mario situation going on there. 
thought you were Harvey Harvey. <laughs> and we were going to get married and I was going to be Sabrina Harvey. <laughs> well, like the noble Jane Janersons of the Far East. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got so excited about it. I just kind of fucked up the delivery. But either way, it made me laugh out loud. And it, it just seemed a little um, like a blonde moment on, on her behalf. And it's okay because I spent most of my life as a blonde. So I, I can say that. <laughs> Nonetheless. I have apologies. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> apologies to all the blondes out there. <laughs> Anywho, so the burial. Uh, Aunt Zelda gets a phone call and tells Sabrina that there was an incident at the mine because in the previous episode they showed Dorcas and um, Agatha. Yes, thank you. I was You're thinking, welcome. Uh, it's not Abigail. Wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Dorcas and Agatha, uh, they were casting a spell with some doll effigies that. Uh, look like Harvey and his brother Tommy, and who just happened to be in the mines at the time, and because well, they're getting paid time and a half because it's vacation because it's a holiday, which is funny to me because I was thinking like, but you own the mines. Well, no, their dad owns the mines. They're employees. <laughs> oh, buddy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That just seems so weird to me. Like, yeah, dad has to pay us time and a half. All right. Take that, dad. <laughs> like, I, I think know, off mic, weird. I'm going to have to tell you about a couple families I knew who basically hired their kids and treated them the same way. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to get into this cre- that level of um, almost abuse. <laughs> so, yeah. I've known some people who worked for their parents, but like not... <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know, not like on the, uh, the, yeah, we're going to get time and a half from the man, the man being our dad. <laughs> He's pocketing most of the profits. Yeah. <laughs> and he regularly beats my little brother or attempts to. Yes. Oh, yes. God. Yeah. Oh, that's a This whole episode's other... dark. Oh, let's, yeah. let's just put this way. This is, um, where the show takes a lot of turns that I think make it really good, unfortunately, on, yeah. under a very tragic umbrella. I feel like the last episode was jam-packed with um, world-building of the secondary characters, and mm-hmm. then um, like it dropped so many bombs uh, like uh, involving the characters around Sabrina. And rocks. Sorry, not, huh? I said and rocks. I'm like, and sorry, ro- sorry. Ew. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go Wait, under uh, my uh, little oh. table, and I'm not gonna come back up. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you can't hear that, I could totally mess with you and say, "Why did you just play the somber music, Linda, or something?" <laughs> oh, this is why Donnie didn't want me to have this. It's just too much power, and I'm uh, okay. I'm I'm gonna keep my hands away from it. <laughs> Hey, Donnie, out of curiosity, can you edit in other sounds over what she's doing? If I'm, you can I'm get like a curious. porn moan or something. <laughs> Every time you crack a bad joke, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> I never wanted that response to a joke I tell until now. <laughs> I'm really tired and I'm all stir crazy. Um, <laughs> a little bit delirious. Sorry. No um, kidding. Yeah. So anyways, tragedy. One, <laughs> yeah. The last one was all about like uh, the, the characters around, um, around Sabrina. And this one is more like, I mean, it's not as much about Sabrina, but it's still, well, it, it kind of is. I mean, but it, it just, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this episode. Well, you're building other characters. You get more mm-hmm. into, well, Susie has her moments and yeah. Ambrose is having his other moments. So you've got other characters who are starting to come into their own. And also you get definitely more insight into um, who the, uh, the queen bee is of the weird sisters, which we kind of already knew, yeah. but 
it really stands out now in this one. And I mean, it does involve Sabrina because we do see her kind of going on uh, down the path that she's been heading. But we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. So, so um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Aunt Zelda gets the call and saying that there's an accident at the mine or an incident. And uh, Sabrina rushes off to the mine to find Harvey alive and not very harmed, save for like a, a scratch on his noggin, um, which turns out to be because she cast that uh that protection spell in the last episode well hugging um, him so whispering sort of yeah yeah and because well, uh, mm-hmm. he says you know he um that when he's running that his brother pushed him out of the way and it felt like something was holding the earth up as it then all crumbled behind him so he, so he got the- a good thing she did it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is exactly why she did it. She did it to protect him uh, from the uh, the weird sisters getting vengeance. Yeah, because, you know, the kinkle blood must be spilled for the witches they murdered in the past. Yeah, they it's a blood debt. And only Agatha and Dorcas went along with it, which obviously plays a huge part of this, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we but find it, out that Tommy's still... Tommy... Uh, uh, Harvey's brother's still trapped in there, and of course he wants to save him. Along with other miners, they're saying. So there's a handful of miners back there along with Harvey's brother. So, yeah, and right. Harvey's trying to go back in. He's all cut up, and uh, Roz and uh, uh, Susie show up with supplies to like hand out coffee and everybody who's working. So everybody's there. Everybody's trying to help. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Susie overhears him telling her that he and the rest of the guys were too big to get into the tunnel to save Tommy. And Susie is inspired because in the last episode, not only did she learn about her badass uh, uh, ancestor, it, Dorothea, but Dorothea also appeared to her. So yeah, yeah. And like a, yeah, in a dream of some sort. So like, yeah, because like, I know there are, there are a couple moments that I'm, I'm, collecting what happened here because she Dorothea does appear again mm-hmm. and um in the episode and there's going to be some other incidences with Dorothea so I'm making sure that I be very quiet about things right now so I'm like yeah. okay yes this yeah I know I know I'm trying not to spoil anything I know <laughs> but yes Dorothea supposedly um encouraged Susie because she's tiny to go into the little hole the small hole in the cave that at least leads to where the other miners are alleged to be trapped. So yeah. she's she's small enough and she does it or without telling Roz, without telling Sabrina and freak them out. And everybody's like, there's some crazy kid going in there. And it's like, and they were like, where's Susie? Like, yeah. But to be fair, yeah. I'm really impressed with her because like, you know, one of the things that they always they've been showing is Susie is very timid about a lot of things. She's been recently standing up for herself. Um, everything from, you know, telling Roz like, Hey, it's okay. If you know, your grandmother calls me a handsome young man and everything. She's she's coming into her own. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. She's yeah. Becoming comfortable with herself finally. And I love it. Um, yeah. So anyway, she gets in and she comes out with, um, Tommy's helmet and she's basically saying she can't see anybody but she found Tommy's helmet and it has the biggest freaking hole in it with lots of blood on it you could possibly imagine so obviously the they're alluding to the fact that Tommy is dead and Harvey's like that's Tommy's helmet we have to go in there and this I don't know about you but I think that this was probably one of the most fatherly moments that um, Harvey's dad ever had, which was stopping Harvey from going back in after he sees the helmet. Yeah, but because it's it, one of the few. It is moments. one of the few. I mean, because because he is he is being a dick, but that I mean, it's mm-hmm. you can almost see that it's not that he because Harvey makes a lot of accusations against his dad, mm-hmm. but I you know like Harvey's dad's looking at that helmet, and he's like, okay, there's a you know as I said a big fucking bloody hole in this helmet Mm -hmm. and my youngest son is now going to try to run back in there to save his brother who clearly is dead and Mm -hmm. i gotta stop him because you know if he starts digging into that there could also be another collapse and that could kill my other son like you see that calculation kind of working it's like no like we're not 
doing this. And he just basically, you know, and he tries to say in the nicest way of going like, hey, everybody's tired. You all been great. Go home and everything. So it's it was probably one of the best things he's done for Harvey in probably a long time because it's been Tommy who's been basically, you know, Harvey's guardian. Right. And And you learn more uh, about that later, which is just nah. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) But yeah, so um, during this time, uh, Ambrose said that um, with Auntie Hilda's um, uh, supervision, he astrally projected into the mines and he tells her that he uh, he tells Sabrina that there were no survivors in there. So, yeah. row. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty safe to assume Tommy's dead. Yeah. Well, and, lots of safety. I mean, there's, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of like, we can guarantee you Tommy's dead moments throughout this whole episode. Um, besides yeah. the helmet. Now Ambrose Astro projecting in there. And of course, like Sabrina's like, we got to find a way to tell them. And Zelda's like, no, this is kind of just what we have to deal with, with, when you associate with mortals is we can't let them know what we know because right and it's and it's tragic and it's sad and they're trying to figure out a way because you know harvey's still ready to just go back in there and start digging and yeah it's yeah it, it, it gets it's like I said, this is one of the sadder episodes because you learn a lot also about tommy and harvey's relationship through just like conversations and little snippets well and you know she very well couldn't be like Oh, so my cousin Ambrose uh, actually projected in the mines. Or, like Ambrose told me that there are no survivors in the caves. Well, how does he know? He he, he saw none. <laughs> like, oh, did he go in there? Uh, you know, like how yeah, do you exactly. explain that? So, um, yeah, Sabrina asks uh, Aunt Hilda uh, how she keeps coming back from the dead after Aunt Zelda kills her. No reason. Um, <laughs> just curious. She may as well have been like whistling on her way up there and then just like, you know, been, like picking at something on the counter. So, uh, oh, hey, you know, I, I've been meaning to ask you. <laughs> like, she explains that it's a magical soil that is believed to have soaked up the blood of Cain when he was slayed by his brother Abel. And no, vice she, versa. Oh, yes, you're right. Oof. Yeah, Cain slew Abel. Yes. Oh, okay. happy, happy Cain. <laughs> think about raising Cain. Okay, Cain was bad. Yes, <laughs> yes. Cain was the bad one. <laughs> but she also tells her, um, like, she she knows, like, she's not stupid. So she tells her not to use it for Tommy. And... Um, then uh, there's they're having a um, well, Harvey's dad has pretty much seen the writing on the wall and he knows that um, there's, you know, no hope of his his other son coming back, that he's gone. So he has a um, a bodiless uh, funeral and we find out that Ross can sing. oh yes Roz can sing (laughs) yeah that was really good I like that but um at like there's um a scene between uh Harvey and his dad and you know like his dad starts getting a little violent with him and uh after he he, like oh they're like kind of kind of tussling a bit and like knock over the the bodiless uh, coffin and well it's I, what happens is um because well first off like um harvey has to make a speech for you yeah, know yeah. or eulogy not a speech a eulogy and sabrina does a little spell to give him like strength and courage um but also previously he um before the funeral he finds his dad meeting with an insur- um an mm. insurance claim agent and that really pisses Harvey off because the insurance company is basically saying, Hey, I'm sorry for your loss and everything. And Harvey takes that also is that his dad's is trying to cash in and not even try to look for Tommy and the rest of the guys in the mine. So, cause you know, Harvey's still, Harvey's basically the one in the dark. And also, again, it's even without Ambrose's ability, it, 
the helmet to me is the very clear writing yeah. on the wall. So it's, and I think the only other reason to keep digging is that maybe Tommy's has died, but maybe those other five guys are trapped in air pocket. That'd be a reason. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's, he's still, I understand where some of this is coming from <laughs> because yeah. you Hole do not want to lose other blood. Yeah, you don't want to lose other men or any other volunteers um, who are trying to dig them out to another cave in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would have been a huge risk. So, um, but yeah, so Harvey's pissed. And then Harvey, you know, then later on at the funeral, that's obviously at the Spellman Mortuary um, with Tommy all in his football uniform because, you know, that was Tommy. Um, Harvey gives a speech about, you know, best brother ever and, you know, best friend. And then uh, Harvey's dad comes up and makes a speech about how much Tommy loved the mines. <laughs> and that pisses oh. Harvey off because, um, you know. For it, obvious reasons, I think. Well, yes, because um, even because Har- what Har- happened was um, as after Harvey, I mean, Harvey says, yells at his dad during the funeral before the casket gets knocked over that Tommy hated the mines. And he, um, you know, after his dad and him tussle and Harvey runs out and Sabrina follows him, Harvey tells her that um, uh, that he found a letter from Notre Dame and that oh, yeah. he had been um, accepted on a full ride football scholarship uh, Tommy had and he could have left and that he now sees that Tommy stayed behind to protect Harvey from their dad and started working in the mines. So that's that's how he saw that, and he blamed himself for killing his brother. And then his dad comes out because, you know, he screwed up the funeral and blah, 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 and is about to hit Harvey and Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> because it's easy to work with a drunk person and convince them that somehow their fist stopped. Yeah. Stops, <laughs> stops Harvey's dad from punching him. It's like, he's like holding his fist in air, trying to move it, and she's like, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You know, saying like it's inappropriate, and you got to honor your son's memory, and I'm like, wow, Zelda, like, yeah, you have a heart. <laughs> that made me happy. I and... know it's one of my great, one of the great Zelda moments. So yeah, but yeah, and then that t- same time, uh, Roz's Roz, cunning comes yeah. into. She picks up Tommy's mining helmet, which has fallen on the ground. That was in the empty casket or the bodiless casket, not mm-hmm. empty. But yeah, and, and she sees. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was going to let you explain because oh. I talked about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she, um, in the, with her cunning, she's, she goes into the cave and sees Dorcas and Agatha crushing the dolls slash effigies with rocks in the mine. And then, uh, she tells Sabrina later who summons Prudence, like she literally summons her. <laughs> with a spell if i were prudence i'd be pissed i'd be like yeah I'm, right she is pissed she's like i'm here like what? i was on the toilet yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's like no answering machine she just has to show she's like a goddamn genie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know of course sabrina's all pissy because she's just like you know, what the hell? And uh, she says that she wants revenge. Uh, Sabrina well, I, does. She, she probably thinks that Prudence was in on it. And I, Prudence mm-hmm. is pissed because, you know, her sisters went behind her back and didn't deem to yeah. tell her. You know, not just, I mean, I, I don't think she cares too much about the revenge, it seems like. But I think she's more pissed that Dorcas and Agatha didn't, you know, they're sisters. You know, Yeah, and they purposely didn't tell her. Agatha, I think Agatha was really kind of sparing uh, yeah, she she was, the, she was pushing Dorcas into doing this without telling Prudence because she figured that um, Prudence was possibly going a bit soft or, you know. Th- well, I think it was because, like, she was becoming, she kind of now owed Sabrina and uh, because she, Sabrina helped her find out the truth that um, Father Blackwood was her father. And well, I think they didn't want to put her in that situation well also she found out that she wasn't really a chosen queen that was all constance blackwood's desire to just murder prudence instead and make it look like a holy ceremony so yeah there's um, i think dorcas wanted to tell her but yeah, yeah agatha was like no let's not let's not bother her with this 
Yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, Prudence is the she's the queen bee of the the mean girls, the witchy mean girls. So she's like, oh hell no! Like you did this behind my back, like without like purposely not telling me. And um, so for. I guess that reason Prudence agrees to take Agatha to the woods to be sacrificed. <laughs> and, um, blood for blood. Well, it's, it's not just yeah. to be sacrificed because um, they're trying to perform necromancy and cause uh, like yes. Harvey's just broken. Obviously. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I yeah. totally should have said that um, Sabrina talked to Ms. Wardwell who said, um, Oh, I don't know why you should be asking, but like, here's how you could do necromancy and bring someone back from the dead. You just have to kill somebody. I'm totally an excommunicated witch and not somebody else. Yeah. Demoness. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm then sorry. she leaves, she kind of says like, everything's falling according to plan, Dark Lord. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know. We <laughs> yeah, know. It's like we could see this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and she and then Sabrina goes and talks to Nick, who's the uh, you know he he wants to be a necromancer and everything. Mm -hmm. And of course, you also know that um, Ambrose has also uh, read and is learned in necromancy, but they don't include him because sound logic and reasoning yeah um <laughs> because she knows that he'd be like um you can't sound do logic that, and reasoning <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i know that you're you're hurting and that you're sad that that harvey's hurting but you you know he she needs someone to to hold her back but like but you know that's not gonna happen i mean that's how yeah. these shows work well, he, and she doesn't want to be held back. She knows everything because she's 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like we were saying in the last episode, she's got this like moral superiority where she's yeah. she's always right and she's always in the right. And uh, her way is the right way. And she's going to fight for the right way. And of course, Prudence knocks her down with just, you know, the concept and belief of, um, you know, the the choice of every each other's faith. And mm -hmm. accepting another person's faith, and I mean later on we're gonna see her knock down again. But you know, Sabrina yeah. goes to Nick. Nick agrees to help. Prudence agrees <laughs> to sacrifice Agatha. Nick asks if he can watch. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like, what is it with you and watching, dude? Like, <laughs> well, I I think I love because like he's kind of coming there to because he's you know he's the one who's read the most as a student yeah. um prudence of course agrees to offer agatha as a sacrifice because agatha was clearly the 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 head of this idea and also they require a sacrifice of another person to balance mm -hmm. the universe um blood to bring tommy back and dorcas yeah. comes along because well they need another person <laughs> so yeah yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they also yeah dorcas I, is I, like we're not gonna kill her right he's <laughs> like shut up <laughs> or yeah. we're gonna sacrifice you too yeah prudence is like do you want to be a sacrifice too and she's like no <laughs> i think my much. favorite part during this whole entire ritual that they're doing like right after uh sabrina slits agatha's throat because even prudence is like you know, she's like, are you really going to do this um, half breed? And Sabrina's like, yep. And just slits Agatha's throat. Yes. And as they're casting the spell, uh, you know, it, it seems to work or at least like, you know, something happens. Nick is like, holy crap, it's working. I'm like, you, you you're, you're, you're supposed to be the most learned one here. And it's like, did you just read the yes. notes? Like what the Which hell kind of there? came up to a uh, like in, in a later point for me too, I was like, wait a minute, you're supposed to be the student of necromancy. Like, uh, anyway, um, we will get to that, but yes, yeah. Like in that moment for like a split second, I was thinking like, oh shit, she did it. She just yeah. like went right up to Agatha and just slit her throat. Yep. <laughs> like it was well, nothing. Well, and then, of course, because, you know, she's asking Hilda earlier about uh, the cane soil, the blood that um, the blood, Abel's blood was spilled on in like, the, cane, uh, the graveyard. Um, I'm probably getting the cane soil and cane graveyard screwed up with the Abel soil. So, sorry, my bad. Oh, I have <laughs> but, the, um, uh, she buries Agatha in the cane pit. 
Yeah, in the cane so, pit outside the Spellman yeah. Mortuary. Although I do love how they bury her because, um, you know, because Dorcas is there helping and they basically carry her body and just plump and yeah. just drop her ass <laughs> in <much>. there. <laughs> But yeah, but there was that split her. second where like I didn't well not even a split second, I'd say actually a couple seconds where I I forgot about the cane pit and I was just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I think it's supposed to damn of like Sabrina actually killed her and also Prudence yeah. was like, yeah, no, totally fucking kill her. Yeah, like kill the bitch, I don't care. <laughs> this is my sister, but you yeah. know what? Yeah, she totally killed those moto boys. It was like Mm-hmm. Yeah, Prudence. Yeah. You uh, don't like to be crossed, do you? I was <laughs> thinking, don't cross wait, Prudence. Where's the, where's the catch? Where's the catch? What is going to happen? Because this this isn't right. And then it's like, oh, right. The, the soil. Right. Yep. Well, and they bury her. And I think, um, you know, like, because Ambrose comes out just before. Yes. Um, uh, just as they're like burying her. And this is the other speech that somebody gives her, um, basically the dressing down that she needed of, you're not always right, you idiot. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I had to, to type out one of the lines because it's, it's fucking amazing. It's right up there with the last episode with Prudence saying what makes your, your faith more valid than mine. Where... Um, <laughs> He asks her the amazing, pertinent question, why must you always insist that the universe grant you special privileges? Yep, I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she needs this fucking kick in the ass right now She because she's expecting it. And like, like, you know, we were saying like she's... She's come to expect this and she's like, yep, I outsmarted the bad people and and I outsmarted death above all that because Agatha rises up. They don't tell Dorcas this is what's going to happen, which I still (laughs) find funny. They leave her on the plan up until like Agatha's hand shoots out of the earth. (laughs) I'm just like, God damn. (laughs) Dorcas has a very unfortunate name and she kind of has, um, I don't know. She's so far. They're kind of setting her up as the, uh, the, um, slow one in the group, I guess. The curly of the three stooges. Yes. <laughs> She's like the slowing. Karen of the mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's going to be a weather girl. <laughs> it is 30, 36 degrees and squeeze boob it's about 40 percent chance of rain it's raining (laughs) but yeah so because like sabrina is so proud of herself because she found a a quote-unquote loophole and oh we're forgetting to say that miss wardwell saw her slit agatha's throat she doesn't She's she doesn't know about the the soil, um, or if she does, then she wasn't. It doesn't matter it. to her, you know. I think it's more just Sabrina actually killing somebody was more important in this in her, in the in regards to her um, movement towards um, her end goal, uh, Miss Wardwell's end goal. Yeah. So there's like they're they're doing the ritual. She slits Agatha's throat, and uh, in the woods, you can hear, yes! <laughs> they're like, wait, what was that? Not really, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it must be one of those yes owls. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's pretty much kind of like, you know, like, doing that sort of victory dance sort of i mean like you could yeah. tell that she's like she's doing it internally yeah it's <laughs> she's like fucking yes <laughs> yeah and it's well and and of course um the next day um Sabrina goes back to where they performed the ritual and they had thrown uh Tommy's clothes mm-hmm. like on there and i think she's expecting to see a body there and she's like, hey, uh, she goes back to Ambrose because, you know, he actually knows what he's talking about. He's like, hey, uh, so it didn't work. Like, there's no body there. And she's, he's like, he basically along the line calls her a fucking idiot for, you yeah. know, for lack of a better. He's like, you 
are playing with something you do not understand. It's not going to come back where you want. It's going to come back where the body is, which is down in the mines. And it's like, uh, I w- could have told you that <laughs> if you would have talked to me. But I probably yeah. would still stopped you, but yes. And of course, Sabrina yeah. runs to the mines and it looks like the Incredible Hulk has smashed its way out of the mines. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, uh, surprise, the reanimated corpse doesn't just magically appear at the effigy. <laughs> like, I know we're working with magic, but uh, don't work yep. that way. And, and it it ends with the you know a body walking up and knocking on uh, Harvey and his dad's house door, but yes. that's the end of their story. There are other but stories we need to talk I about in this episode. For, like I was thinking, it at that point when he when Ambrose tells her that the life goes back to the body, I was thinking, why the fuck didn't Nick know that or tell her? Well, once again, he's a student. He's the same age as Sabrina. And even and even his reaction again, oh shit, it's working, tells me it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, you uh <laughs> you basically are uh, able to memorize the answers but not understand them, is how that reads. I to have me. in my notes when he said that, I said, like, so she brought Tommy back to life in the mines. Good job, Sabrina. Good fucking job. <laughs> But um, we also have to talk about how like um, and I know you you were you were kind of talking about it, too, where uh, apparently Prudence is quickly settling into her newfound role of Father Blackwood uh, Blackwood's daughter. Yeah, uh, it's pretty quickly. It's, yeah, very quickly. But it's there's also some other things going on in here that I do want to talk about. One of them is more about Ambrose. Oh, yeah. And, oh, definitely. But um, oh, I was just going to yes, talk about like when Agatha rises from the dead, Prudence tells her that she did it because she could have exposed the witches in Greenwood. And if her father knew, she'd remain dead. And she also tells her she must never do anything like that without Prudence's express permission. Yep. So <laughs> she's like, I own you now. <laughs> well, and she, and she also re- realized, I think she does realize, even though it's not outwardly spoken, especially with Constance being pregnant, um, mm-hmm. is that she does now have a claim yeah. to Father Blackwood's uh, title and everything that he has. So she could uh, definitely lord it over the two other orphans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. And she's yeah. like, she is accepting it full, like, Regina power like she is just oh, yeah. like no you run this shit through me first <laughs> and i love that but i'm sorry yes there is so much else to talk about um, i do want to talk about ambrose first um only because okay. it's it it ambrose is a is a very tragic character obviously in the beginning with uh being basically under house arrest for you know uh, I think trying it, to blow I, up the yeah almost well trying to blow up the Vatican <laughs> but I mean for you know for you know a very long time I mean, almost mm-hmm. I think it's like almost a century he's been basically under house arrest yeah we know um, that he's at least a hundred years old from yeah. what he was saying in this episode yeah and from my understanding um you know he doesn't have parents around that's why Aunt mm-hmm. Zelda and Aunt Hilda he lives with them under house arrest and with Sabrina and in fact, he says that his father was killed by witch hunters. Yeah, it's so it's it's all it, his his life in general. I mean, and even he, when Father Blackwood talks to him about what happened and, you know, asks him if he'll ever give up uh, who his co-conspirators are, you know, and, and Ambrose tells the story about how, you know, he was pretty much like looking for a figure or somebody to follow. And he found yeah. that in the person who kind of led him to the idea um, and the to the notion of blowing up the Vatican. And he didn't give up his, obviously, co-conspirators there. And Although it was, uh, the father figure was uh, Victor Crawley, apparently. Yes. Because <laughs> he says that he, that, well, Father Blackwood says that he reviewed his records and discovered that he had been a poet and mm-hmm. um, that he taught Houdini stage magic and uh yeah and then then ambrose says that since his father was killed by witch hunters he was he found a father figure in victor crowley yeah and it's this is 
this is something that I I see because um, outside in my normal everyday life, one of the things that I'm interested in is um, conspiracy theorists and also yeah. what's going on, um, you know, with alt right. And this is very much how some of these young men fall into this. Like Definitely. what's what's happening between Father Blackwood and Ambrose is very reminiscent and very. Um, it's a huge allegory to what or metaphor for what happens sometimes. And mm. I'm not going to say anything else to how Ambrose's story plays out because you're going to watch that. But it's it gets it's you know you're starting to see what Father Blackwood is doing because he's now saying like oh I will speak up to the council about you know maybe letting you have your sentence commuted and doing oh. some work for me and that will let you come well, out. First, and it's like, like when he's, he's asking for the names of his co-conspirators, he offers to pardon him from his house arrest. If he, yeah. if he names them, but then Ambrose being amazing, sweet Ambrose refuses. And Fa father Blackwood says that the church of night values loyalty and he, he can't lift his sentence completely but he can ease it up so Ambrose can work for him at the Academy of Unseen Arts as a sort of community service. Yeah, it's the, the, it's it's a subtle manipulation that as an outsider you see it, but you can see it from a young man just, you know, especially one who has a quote-unquote criminal record, trying to and no father figure trying to find somebody who you know it feels like it's showing him respect. It feels like yeah. somebody who will actually take care of him and uh, be there for him, be somebody who will be a voice for him. Because I think that for the longest step time, step into that role. Yeah, because I mean, Zelda's not going to do it because you know she's like, look, you put yourself in this mess, and you know Hilda has absolutely no sway, and Sabrina's Sabrina, so he doesn't <laughs> have a lot of. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just saying that to be flippant, but yeah, it's like, what is a 16 year old well, witch going to do? <laughs> and now that um, that Sabrina's dad is is dead as well, that you know he he doesn't have any men in his life other than Harvey, and Harvey's Harvey. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also he like, I mean, it feels like he almost just met Harvey <laughs> when yeah. they were going to the party at the first episode. I think they might like be able to maybe talk about a comic book or maybe play a game the at art. some point. <laughs> but like, yeah. Maybe. But Ambrose <laughs> is also a lot older. Yeah. I don't think they're about to bro down at any moment. So. <laughs> No, no. And he also like has, he can't even connect with anybody he's interested in. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's, so you, I, I just want to point out because I think it's something to pay attention to, um, in an, uh, in a very understanding way and to see yeah. the similarities between what's happening here. And especially, you know, we're recording this on March 12th, 2021, what's still happening today. So I love that though, like that how they can how when shows really um, bring that that the real human sort of issues. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that there are so many people whose fathers have been killed by witch hunters. Um, <laughs> there's been people who's you know one of their parents either it, passed or yeah. left or it doesn't even have to be a father. Sometimes it could be a mother or just having mm -hmm. an uh, even just both some parents sort of and having an unstable figure. Yeah, or just having an unstable home where even if the parents are present, you know, if you have an unstable home, it doesn't feel like you have parents then. It's just mm -hmm. a mess. It so. kind of makes me think in a lot of ways of um, American History X and like the oh, story yeah. in there and the character with that. But like, you know, and and we've seen it so many times like play out in real life with, uh, with cults and... Uh, some of like the the conspiracy theories like you were talking about and uh, some of the uh, the uh, groups who do things QAnon. that aren't so great. Uh, that yeah. was actually on my <laughs> list of QAnon cults. It's like this is basically and, and even then it's like in any cult, honestly, like from the Moonies um, to, you know, and what happened with Jim Jones. It's Charles Manson you know, and oh, uh, yeah. the, the girls. I mean, well, my mom was the. Um, the prison guard for the Manson girls and they're just really sweet, wonderful women. <laughs> and the thing is they, 
they were taking drugs and they were vulnerable and followed this guy who just was the worst person to follow. But he showed them some sort of love or, you know, mm -hmm. what they thought was love and probably a lot of gaslighting, which is what, you know, Father Blackwood is basically doing to Ambrose right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of like, oh, well, you're clearly smarter than everybody else and you don't deserve this. And like he's 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 feeding him indirectly what Ambrose wants to hear and reading between the lines, you know, so it's it's it's. Yeah, it it just gets so tragic. So if Ambrose gave him the the people, his co-conspirators, do you think that he still would have been like, "Oh, thank you. The the Church of Night really values honesty." <laughs> I I think he would have um I think especially with how things do play out, I'm trying really hard not to spoil anything. Um I think that a lot of what Father Blackwood is trying to do is to infiltrate the Spellman home because mm-hmm. he sees Sabrina as a threat. Yeah, and it's kind of like, ah, oh, you were looking for a father figure, eh? Yeah, because I mean, it's you know, it's it's Sabrina is the daughter of Edward Spellman, and Edward mm-hmm. Spellman was obviously trying to reform everything and. You know, Edward Spellman, like, rose above, you know, um, Father Blackwood. So I, I think yeah. he does see that family as a threat. It's why he's so against everything she does. <laughs> and, like, see? why he gave her a crappy schedule in the beginning. Why, you know, he... It's it, it's just... It, it's clear that there's a vendetta. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, now that, like, we're talking more about it, it, it the more it seems like... <laughs> It was like, oh, you're missing a father figure, huh? You, you're always looking for one, huh? Well, son, can I call you son? Yeah. <laughs> Ambrose, can I call you Ambie? No, not Ambie. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Too far, too far. <laughs> can I hug you? Rosie. <laughs> can, can, I, can I tuck you into bed? No reason. Yeah, it's... Uh, just been a friend. <laughs> yeah, well, and you even see it when um, Father Blackwood's talking to uh, Miss Wardwell, and he calls her Demoness. Like he clearly yeah. does not want Sabrina there either. Call me Daddy Blackwood. Oh God, <laughs> you're just making this worse. I'm just thinking of well, because okay, let's go with call me Daddy Blackwood, huh? Let's yes, move on to the yes, other part yes. of this episode that I thought we should save oh for last. My oh my God, I love this so much, so much. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so um, at you know, because at one at one point early in the earlier in the episode, you know, Father Blackwood's you know paying his visits and to the Spellman family, and Zelda um makes a confession to Father Blackwood that she, I mean, it's it's clearly a woman who is just overwhelmed. You know, she talks about how she's just become a house of wayward witches, and you and know, it's kind of like how a devout uh, Catholic might confess their sins to a, a a priest yeah well there's no screen though she's just kind of yeah um prostrating well, herself yeah i mean yes. she's like humbling yeah prostrating herself and like humbling herself before him and she's like she's like confessing to him yeah and um he you know for you know he forgives her and you know um you know talks about trials but then he also explain he tells her in secret that um <laughs> ever since the feast of feast you know his wife has not given him her you know he has denied him the pleasures of he hasn't of gotten any <laughs> he says so many words as to be like look i haven't boned in a while okay and zelda's like appalled and and then they start this relationship which oh god Oh, oh, oh yeah. God! I I knew I know obviously that this starts up at some point, but man, all the yeah. <laughs> all toward the this... end, the the scene toward the end, I was just like, oh my. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> well. I mean, it's um. Yeah, I I'm really again, and this is maybe knowing everything that's about to happen i'm mm-hmm. so uncomfortable during all of their little trysts because it's oh yeah because you know, it happens again you know where because um zelda is a uh uh lady blackwood woods uh midwife 
and you know she she calls on Blackwood over after he's done talking to Ambrose um, after you know basically trying to get his way into Ambrose's psyche and you know be the father figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daddy uh, Blackwood um, <laughs> is called away by Zelda, and she shows him this two-headed snail and says, "Look, it's twin boys and everything. Like it's likely to be twin boys." And mm-hmm. um, you know she. And uh, he's like, oh, like, oh, and he's all happy and excited and his father Blackwood sort of way of showing happiness and joy, which is, you know, subtle, great joy, great blessing. <laughs> and Zelda goes in to kiss him <laughs> and he, yes. she's, he's like, you forget yourself. <laughs> and, yeah, and, you know, he's all like prim and proper all of a sudden. <laughs> well, kind of all of a sudden because uh he he then starts berating her for what she confessed yesterday and for the lapse in judgment and he says uh you're laughing i'm so i like i said you're gonna be so i let me put it this way i would never clapping i know i would never kink shame anybody but Father Blackwood telling Zelda to whip him and then she'll he'll whip her and yes. we'll be joined in Actually, a constant ecstasy or what I, it's, yeah, um, it is at first like he asks oh God, you, wrote like, this down, you have you? uh cat and uh cat of nine tails do, uh do you not and she's like yes of course I do and he's just kind of like you know like we're we were both uh you know uh, terrible I was gonna say sinners but I mean you know yeah uh, but like yeah he's like you know we we must all uh both be punished for our for our transgressions and uh we should be ashamed and she's like oh, what the hell like, well, he's, he's also we taking off his in. shirt and everything yes. like while she's he's asking for candle he's like he's stripping mm-hmm. down and and i'm like, like oh, buddy. well yeah and then after they're going to whip <laughs> each other they're going to basically bone and yeah. you wrote this down i know you wrote this no, scene down I all, I... That, uh, all i have is that um they suffer in ecstasy together with some sweet sweet witchy s&m <laughs> i just wrote down again i don't want to kink shame but just anything with father blackwood makes my lady bits want to leave my body no way really yeah oh, no like, no, I, you, okay. like there's this okay there's this no no it, he's okay it makes my it, it makes worthy. all my innies want to be even more innie and close up shop for the rest of my life <laughs> you know that scene in the simpsons where homer's brain leaves him after he says something stupid that's what my sex organs want to do whenever he talks <laughs> See, for me like of course i don't like his character but then you know he starts taking off his shirt and he's like uh you know well we shall suffer in ecstasy together i'm like i i think this comes from knowing too much this is where again i can't spoil anything but i know too much and it's just worse and like they're cutting and i'm like no 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 they cut it they cut it because they know they know rewatchability needs to be preserved no that's the uh that's the episode i'm gonna be watching and like us the (laughs) sabrina after dark (laughs) you're just gonna cut all of those scenes together (laughs) just wait just wait you're gonna be feeling my exact feeling right now in in later episodes just watch oh well it's not like it's uh principal balky trying to get it on with uh 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 ms wardwell <laughs> oh yeah, Hawthorne. Oh, because he even had that moment when uh he was trying to like hit on her about like Thanksgiving dinner, and that's that's who he's actually talking about with takeout and everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just like, hi, Mrs. Wardwell, in the previous episode, <laughs> and it's like, oh god, but that's like I don't feel like my lady parts leaving. That's just me going like I want to like get under my desk out of shame <laughs> on his behalf because. <laughs> I feel ashamed for what he is doing on behalf of every other human on the planet. Oh, yeah, with Father Blackwood, I'm like, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> just wait. You just wait, okay? I know things, and you're we'll going to feel my pain later. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, um... This uh, episode was directed by Maggie Kylie, who we've uh, covered in a previous uh, Sabrina episode. 
and written by Lindsay Calhoun Bring, uh, who wrote for three episodes of Sabrina and uh, is being credited as a writer for the upcoming series Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. Um, I don't know anything about it other than it's been announced. And I am sorry. Um, I'm also leaving out uh, Christiane Het- Hetke. I, I um, imagine it's like Hedeke or Hedke. Hedke. Um, uh, no, it's Again, uh, Christiane. I, I'm helping you. I'm for once trying to help you pronounce a name knowing <laughs> I am butchering it. Okay. So that was my gift <laughs> to you. It's Christiane Hedke. And um, we've covered her before, too. And I'm sure I pronounced it the same way. Christian. <laughs> if you guys would like to listen to Linda mispronounce your name. <laughs> <laughs> you can give to our Patreon account, <laughs> which we definitely need to start now. Because, I yes, mean, well, we we've already got shirts and T-shirt yeah. ideas and merch. Yeah. OK. I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. Find us on Patreon, y'all. <laughs> Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll make it worth your while. Um, God, that sounded kind of like <laughs> sound a little dirty. Get your cat of nine tails, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a cat of nine tails, right? <laughs> oh my God, you sounded you ecstasy. sounded you sounded like Agatha from uh, WandaVision just now. <laughs> oh right? my God. <laughs> get to cover later <laughs> oh yes we do <laughs> and i can't wait <laughs> that's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to that <laughs> i'm finally getting caught up i'm uh on the the last episode of uh his dark materials and i also can't wait to cover those uh books and uh the series as well wait you haven't finished watching wandavision no, uh, his dark materials. Oh, okay. At first, because at first we were talking, thought you were talking about Wanda. was like, wait oh, a no. second. I thought I was. I thought I was behind you. No, like I had to. Uh, I had to watch the 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 uh, final episode when it came out because I was just. I didn't want any assholes out there uh, spoiling it for me. Oh, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what happens all the goddamn time. But um, oh yeah, but yeah, we're we're not going to do that today. Um, <laughs> well, I'll spoil everything else for you, um, yeah. <laughs> but not that you're welcome. <laughs> we do believe on some moratoriums for spoilers, at least, See, you know, yeah. <laughs> until we've given people time to watch, read, listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, like, uh, of course, you know, we, we've got, um, uh, two episodes and the Christmas special left in this season, but man, I, 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 I can't wait to see more. I, all I've got to say is so far, these are my two favorite episodes in the series. Um, but, uh, it, it sounds like it gets even better. So I, I am very excited and very happy that you talked me into watching it again. There's a lot of ups and downs. I will be honest with you. It does get better. Then there's some moments. Then it gets better. And I'm not not going to say how it um, gets better or worse, whether or not that's how it ends. So I'm, so th- I'm just going to say that, you know, there's going to be some down times where you're just going to be like, Jane, what the fuck are we doing? I'll be like, just, just <laughs> sit through it and just watch through it. It's okay. Although I would, I, 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 there's one other thing that I just kind of like threw out there because I love my CW shows and it has nothing to do with Riverdale. I promise. Um, but I'm I did think because sure. um, Susie gets visited <laughs> by her aunt again, um, right after the mine incident, right after she crawls on in mm-hmm. and, um, it's it was just so funny because she wakes up in bed and she has that cold breath thing and I'm like oh my god it's supernatural all over again. <laughs> we're gonna like need the some cold salt. air the ghost <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> oh man oh baby yeah. pulls up in the <laughs> next to Susie's house and just <laughs> Dean and Sam just burst in <laughs> like, oh that's my aunt <laughs> A ghost dressed as a man. <laughs> Get her. Get her with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, you know that the boys were better than that. I know. I know. Oh, but uh, anyways, yep. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I have to create like a, a thing for my soundboard of like uh, we're gonna have to make a song of 
Jane was right. <laughs> In this special uh, issue of Jane was right. <laughs> it's kind of replacing Jane has an opinion, which Jane does still have opinions, but we haven't watched anything absolutely atrocious where Jane has a really strong opinion. Well, no. The Blair Witch Project and food that Jane had a really mm. strong opinion there on backpacking. Well, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're just going to have to find another movie to watch sometime soon so you can have opinions again. <laughs> I feel like Jane's opinions are more like Jane rages. Jane <laughs> <seeds>. rages. <laughs> Jane rages. <laughs> It has like a satanic voice after those like ho 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 ho. I guess this is the time where I say, please listen, subscribe, rate, and review Bed Nubs and Broom Flicks, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast platforms. Remember, you could find Bed Nubs and Broom Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Although I'm sorry, I haven't really been on in over a month because I kind of suck. But, no, you're um, doing a master's yeah. and working and everything else. You have honest, a life like, outside of this. I'm super busy, but at the same time, like, <laughs> I hate to admit I don't miss social media so much. I mean, I love talking to the people. I love it, love it, love it. But, like, uh, it's just the, the keeping up the with the retweeting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... Uh, I mean, there's so much to go through, but um, it will happen eventually someday. I don't know. But uh, if you really want to get at us, uh, write to us at broomflicks at gmail.com. And of course, you know that we're enjoyable because we've got licks at the end. Uh, that's B-R-O-O-M-F-L-I-C-K-S. And you can find me on the weekly podcast. No, you can't. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> we we're now current <laughs> with Cage's Kiss, the Nicholas Cage podcast. Um, but we are working on our new one that should be out on April 1st, knock on wood. Um, it's called Video Rama. Really, April 1st? I know. <laughs> are you sure? Well, you know, it was the it was April Fool's Day that we moved to Washington that my brother and I did. So I mean it, it seems only right. Um, yeah, we don't, it's all been one big joke from here on out. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, we're called video Rama and we, uh, we work in a video, uh, store and we will be reviewing three to four movies a month, uh, based on one very specific theme and it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, then at the end uh, of the month, you, the listeners, get to vote on uh, which one was your favorite, and that person becomes the employee of the month. But uh, yeah, so check it out. It's Videorama. And uh, Jane, where can the people find you? You can find me designing erotic cross-stitch patterns. Oh, <laughs> suffering and sweet ecstasy <laughs> well now i can't decide what your birthday gift will be <laughs> i would like to thank doug walters and red wire black wire for allowing us to use their song compass check it out it's awesome and you'll find us in our next episode where we'll be talking about the last two episodes of season one episodes nine and ten of the chilling adventures of sabrina and then we'll also just cover the special episode or episode 11 as it appears in Netflix on its own. Um, and we'll do something fun for that one, I think. So, yeah. Hey. Uh, and until then, uh, what's that got to do with my voracious knob? I, I, was, I was just saying <laughs> the thing and like, if she mentions Cat Nine Tails, I am just turning this off right now. <laughs> <laughs> my lady bits want nothing to do with the knob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's that got to do with Father Blackwood's knob? <laughs>
Oh, God. Oh, oh. Everything just like collapsed in on itself down there. Oh. Oh, God. No, seriously. Like, I am, I am like kegling so hard. Nothing will ever go there. Oh, really? Her. You're going to regret that later as episodes go on. That's another shirt. I am kegling so hard right now. Oh. <laughs>